Hey, what's up, everybody? Yours truly back in the space, back in the place once again, Mickey Smith Jr. And you know what time it is. We call it See the Sound. See the Sound podcast focuses on more than just the audible sound. We're talking about the internal sound, the significance that each and every individual carries, whether their stage is a physical stage or maybe it's a classroom or a boardroom or a living room or whatever the room is. We call it a life room because your sound brings the life that changes the lives of those that you're charged over. And I am extremely excited today. <laughs> I need y'all to understand. It's a whole another level of excitement because this gentleman right here is is more than just uh, a brother in the profession he's more than just a friend uh but but he is an honorable colleague i call him an honorable colleague because he's part of the profession at i'm so excited guys look today we are talking to come on i wish i had a drum roll maybe i need to add a sound effect or something we are talking to this year's grammy music educator of the year award recipient none other than mr stephen cox stephen Welcome to See the Sound. Glad to have you today, man. Hey, man, this is awesome. Yeah, it's a wonderful production you got on here. I hope I don't ruin it for you. Come on, God. Come on. You know better. You know better. I, look, look. Hey, and if you don't know, <laughs> you're about to find out, guys. We're about to have an amazing time of just talking and sharing, and most importantly, being aware of the sound that each and every one of us brings to this place called life. So on the other side of this sound, you will definitely see the sound. Once again, yours truly, Mickey Smith Jr. And uh, today, as I said before, see the Sound Podcast. This is a this is a special edition. Uh, we've had some amazing guests uh, thus far, and we appreciate you, the listeners, for making our debut a success. Uh, but this is one that I, I've I've been looking forward to. Just kind of been waiting with anticipation to see who this year's winner is going to be. And uh, now we have that individual here exclusively, guys. Hey, hey, just for you, we have Mr. Stephen Cox. Steven, man, Steven, first off, congratulations. Talk to me, Matt. How, has it sunk in yet? How does it feel? This is fresh, man. Yeah, um, no, it hasn't sunk in. And I'm afraid that when it does, uh, I'll implode. Uh, but no, this is a little bit ridiculous, a little bit awesome. This, this program that they do is so cool because um, I just, I feel like there's so many teachers that need to be recognized with the red carpet experience, right? Like I had a ton of them. I'm sure that you did too. Um, and there's not a lot of organizations that are doing what the Grammys does, where they create all these opportunities for educators to be celebrated and celebrate their success. And obviously I'm, I'm honored, but also like, oh my gosh, what are they thinking? Yeah. Me? Okay. <laughs> um, they're just, you, you know how it is, right? Like there are just a million really good teachers. And so obviously I'm honored and uh, it feels like a weight of expectation. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna that's gonna do my stuff, best. Man. Hey, 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 and you you already are, man. And that that you know that's why that's why we give folks their flowers when they when they can smell them. So in this season, we say congratulations to you. And and I love I love the the the, the for lack of a better word, the humility that you carry it with, just the awareness. Um, for those that don't know, the Grammy Music Educator Award recipient is a new uh, title. It's a it's a new honor. I say new because it's. It's, it hadn't even been 10 years now. Uh, you know, I, I think there's only been, what, maybe about eight or so people that have, that have gotten this award. And, um, you know, it, it's something that started a few years back with an effort to highlight or showcase those individuals who got those individuals started that we celebrate. You know, those celebrities, those icons living. Uh, but those icons had to have an individual that helps spark or ignite that passion, that fire. And I think it's just a wonderful endeavor. I remember seeing the very first one and thinking to myself, oh, that's cool, you know, that's for those other people. And then fast forward, it happens to you. And, 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 and hearing you talk, you understand there are thousands of people that are nominated for this. And it's incredibly humbling and can be overwhelming when you look up and after all the dust settles, you're the last person standing. So, so uh, talk to me real quick, man. Talk to me. We're going to come back to the Grammy thing because that's, that's like super cool. But Folks that are out there listening, they want to know who is this Stephen dude. So, so let's talk a little bit, man. Tell us a little bit about, tell us a little about about yourself. Tell us where you where you're from, where you teach at, and uh, just about your community because we've talked, man. And every time we talk, you speak so, you speak so affectionately, you speak so passionately about the community that you serve. And uh, it makes it makes me want to come out there and visit y'all in Eastland. So so talk to me. Talk to me about who you are and where you're from, man. 
Well, let me start with the town that I live in. I am in Eastland, Texas. I've been teaching here for 10 years, and I grew up just an hour away from here. And we are a little town. We've got around 4,000 people in our town, right? Not in our school district, in the whole town. And uh, we're a little bit isolated. It's about an hour to anywhere that you might have heard of before. Um, but Eastland is a neat place with wonderful people. And I think it's representative of just a ton of small towns. Uh, I've, I've been in small towns my whole life. I, I grew up in a small town. My parents are from small towns. My grandparents are, right? And you kind of get this vibe, you know, that all the good stuff is in the cities. And cities have so much to offer. But what you got to understand is these little communities everywhere, oh my gosh, they're wonderful. The people, and because the so else so that's that's kind of maybe this is this oh, is important oh, oh. you kind of yep. kind of break kind of breaking up your internet connection or maybe it's mine i don't know but you're back now. i'm back i sound good yeah you sound good yeah yeah that's what things for you can put in the drum roll whenever you go back yeah um <laughs> so uh Anyway, I, uh, I love being in a small town because I am connected to everybody. I show up at McDonald's, which I uh, did earlier today, and they take my order and, you know, they call out not the order number. They're like, Mr. Cox, you're, you know, your hamburger's ready, right? You know, and yeah. that's, that's wherever I go. Like in my identity as a teacher is directly tied to my identity in the community. And I mean, that's a lot of responsibility, but I also think it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of power. Um, and it's, it's pretty amazing to just get to be involved across every spectrum of what we do in Eastland. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm listening to you and it, it is so reminiscent of so much that I, I remember growing up with growing up in a small town as well. And even at the time of the Grammy award, my town was definitely a little bigger than 4,000, but still it wasn't a metropolis, right? So if I went to the McDonald's, like you said, they were like, oh, Mr. Smith is here. And it also reminded you, always make sure you treat your students well, right? Right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they could be preparing the food. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, when you win, everybody wins. And that's, that's exactly that's right. one thing that I'm so excited for you, you know, with, with even this newest and latest accolade that it's going to be such a shot in the arm, not just for you and your family, but the entire community. Um, but with that being said, you know, a lot of people like you made a great point. A lot of people don't always shine the value on the small communities. You know, there's such a genuineness when you're in a small town, you know, uh, because everybody knows everybody. They had that old school joint back in the day. It says, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, like, like the cheer song, like where they're always glad you came. And, 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 and that's something that a lot of teachers um, don't realize until maybe they don't have it. So for somebody out there right now, uh, kind of share with us, what's the selling point of being in a small community? being a band director because you know you serve middle school if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. do the high school like you're doing everything now. and that may be a new college student coming out going man do i really want to take on all that that seems like a lot of work and we know it is but what's the benefit what's the payoff to somebody that's that's taken on these smaller maybe even more rural settings uh what, what do you get out of that man I think you have to start with mission. Like what, what is your mission, right? So for me, I grew up in a small town and I'm every day going and trying to be the type of band director that I think should be in every small town, right? Like I want to give my students the experiences that you wouldn't expect to get in Eastland inside of the band program. And I think that's really valuable. See the incentive structures inside of teaching, just like everywhere else, leans towards moving into larger areas, right? Um, the salaries are bigger, you know, the access is bigger. The students are more selective, which, you know, I mean, that's just true whenever you're in a bigger area, right? Um, and all those things are really good. They make the job, you know, easier in some ways, and I'm sure challenging in other ways. But, you know, there's a lot that can be done. Like small kids are just like the other kids. They're just in a different place. Yeah. Uh, and just because the incentive structures flow in that direction doesn't mean that you have to. You can go somewhere and bloom where you're planted, right? So the big advantage is, are number one, I have a lot of freedom inside of my job. So I can shift and I can take the band program in any direction that I want to. And I actually have pretty good help too. So there's around 360 students in our high school, um, around 300 in our middle school, around 1200 in our total campus, 11, 1200, just depends on the year. Now, there's some wild fluctuations between class sizes, but 
we've got a three director staff, right? We've got a percussion person, we've got a middle school director, and we all teach in all the classes every day. Um, and that allows us to do a lot of the things you would at a bigger school. We have homogenous beginner classes here. That's not true everywhere, but it's true here. And all those things are because we advocate for them and we move in that direction. And the district, anybody who's willing to come here and do good work, they'll help you go any direction you want to go. You don't always get that in a big school. In a big school, you're going to be part of a system. Here, you kind of are the system. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's pretty nice. We can do things that, you know, uh, anyway, I, I think that's the big thing. I think it's the freedom. I think it's the mission. Of course, the community is big too. Um, you, you're right. Whenever in a small community you win, everybody wins. And that's what it is in our classroom too, right? As music teachers, it's everybody wins or everybody loses. You don't show up at a contest and they go, well, you know, everybody did really good except that kid. They go, the band did good or the band <laughs> did bad, right? Um, that's the same thing when people listen to music, right? They, they don't identify the single person who played the wrong note, the whole band. And so that's what a small community is. We all win or we all lose. Um, and that's kind of neat because you really are in it all together. If you want the town to be better, you've got to fight for things. And that, that feels good. That's good. Uh, you know, I, I asked that question because there's some things that, that you don't get in the textbook. There's so many things that when you're in college, like, you know, it's not one size fits all. You know, you, you look for those situations that, that you can add value and can add value to you. You know, you spoke about the community. Um, you know, one of the things that changed teaching for me was having kids. Like, it, it absolute game changer. Now, now Stephen, you, you, got, you got a few kids too, right? Right? Yeah, I've got, I've got three children. They're five, seven, and nine. Um, oh, God. Uh, Say yes. that again. Say that again. Five, what? seven, and nine. Come on. Um, and, and speaking of community, as, as soon as those kids started doing activities, all of a sudden I met all these other people in my community in this new role. I'm yeah. not Mr. Cox here. Here it's like, hey, that's Chuck's dad, right? Yeah. Um, and and so it's like every year the number of connections across this community grows, and all those connections are, you know, people that I can call on when we have a specific challenge inside the band program, and everybody's always ready to jump on that, so um, it's just one more layer. I think that's so important, and you you, you brought up the point um, that, I, that I really want to dig into a little bit more, that obviously, and I'm going to say it, look, I'm going to say it a few more times in the, in the podcast, Grammy winner. Hey, I got to say it. I got to say it so you get used to it, man. Look, look, we got to break you in. But Grammy winner. But you know what? I got mine, too. And one of my students happened to see it at the school. I have it kind of hidden. It's behind an old piano next to my desk. He couldn't believe it. He just happened to be putting up something. He was like, is that, a, is that the Grammy Award? I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, my God, you don't have that at your house. You don't have it in a in a big trophy room. And you don't have it on the shelf. I'm like, no because it doesn't define me. It was part of the process. And I said all that to say this, yes, yes, we recognize you today. We celebrate you as this year's winner. But I think it's so cool that after the festivities kind of wane and the dust settles, you'll be Mr. Cox. They'll see you before they see your title. Right. Especially my kids, like my, my, my at home kids, you know, you got your at school kids and your at home kids. Uh, my at-home kids, they could not care less. Like, you know, uh, getting ready for things. I'm talking with my wife and stuff and they, they know nothing. They know they're going to have a babysitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's right. For it's, uh, it, Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting because um, I, 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 I don't know, right? Like, I don't know what that's got to mean to anybody else, but... I know whenever I've brought meaning to somebody else, right? Um, yeah. And and that's 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 the thing. I uh, I guess the best thing about teaching in a small community, coming back to what we were talking about earlier, is just I meet kids in sixth grade and I get to stay with them all the way through graduation, right? Like yeah. I have students that um, I taught them and then they went to college and then they came back to the community uh, and I'm just now interacting with them as an adult. And this is, it's amazing. And every year you stay somewhere, that type of stuff grows. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you know, oh, 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 hold on. Freeze, freeze frame, freeze frame. We froze. Okay, we're back, we're back. And, and you know, that the cool thing about, the cool thing about that, 
uh, as, as you're speaking to that, anybody that's listening right now can hear that passion when you talk about your students. And it's not that, that we're not passionate about, you know, or, or, or appreciative of the awards and the accolades, but the awards and the accolades come as a result of the passion that we have about what we do and who we serve. And for that individual out there that may be thinking, well, Mickey, you know, I just started teaching. I hadn't, hadn't really accumulated any type of accolade. Well, you have a title. You are that person's band director. But I think it's so important that we don't put too much on titles, that we, that we don't put so much emphasis on a title that we don't realize who we are as an individual to that young person. And hearing you talk about just how, how motivated you are to help that young person see their next and see their best is a shining example of how you get the best out of the students. And now why in this season, you're being recognized as one of the best. And, and, and I say that today because somebody out there may never get that opportunity to experience the things that we've been very blessed and fortunate to experience. But the cool thing is they do experience it every day. So many folks just don't stop to smell the roses. And I wanna challenge everybody under the sound of my voice today to look again for the first time at what it is you do, and most importantly, who it is you serve. Now, here's the crazy part. If you look long enough, you'll realize that most of what we do is a reflection of what was done for us and to us. So, Mr. Cox, I got to ask, who was your Mr. Cox, so to speak? Who was that individual that, looking back on it now, you're like, wow, person made a significant impact their sound, their significance helped me to find my sound. I'm beyond, beyond fortunate for the people that have poured into me. Uh, and I, I mean, just genuinely really good people. Um, for me, you know, it started with my grandfather. My grandfather, you know, grew up and served in World War II and in Korea was drafted twice he told me like he, he was drafted, served 11 months. So he was, he could be drafted again. So anyway, um, lived an amazing life, but the music he grew up with, uh, was big band music. And when I was a kid, he would make us mixtapes and mail us mixtapes. So, you know, you, you go to the mailbox, there's a mixtape from grandpa and I'm listening to big band music on my cassette player, you know, breaking out the Walkman. Man, yeah. Hold on. Pause. Grandpa, grandpa. is out here sending you mixtapes of big band. That is the coolest thing. It, it, that is so cool. It's amazing. And he, he would send me that. He'd send me church music. He'd send me everything he listened to. And he loved music. He played the piano. Um, you know, everyone in my family was in a band program at some point. Um, very like I, the only one I remember playing an instrument growing up was my grandpa and my dad. My dad played guitar. He's into bluegrass. And so those are those are like the opposite. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, and so there was, there was music around, um, and that's really important. So my first teachers were my family and I, there were, there were things about growing up that were really hard. I wound up, you know, my parents divorced when I was young, there was custody battles. I have five younger siblings. There were times money was really rough and things. There was, there was all this crazy stuff, but the thing that never left me was that music was a place that I could go. It wasn't just a thing that I could do, but it was a place that I could go. Uh, and that that meant a lot. And that made me particularly, uh, what am I trying to say? Particularly, gosh, I had the word. It was really pretty susceptible, susceptible to music yeah. education. Because <laughs> you see, like like anything else, if, if you're not open to it, you actually don't have any influence, right? Like I, I can't influence a kid that doesn't care. There, there's nothing I can do. I can try to make them care. And if we can get there, you can influence them. But I was susceptible. I was wide open to music teachers. You know, my band directors, Andy and Betty Taylor taught me. Um, I had so many weird things. My parents both had band directors who wound up teaching me at a different school miles away from where they taught my parents. Oh, wow. That was Andy Taylor and Kirk Woolery. So I was a second generation band student for my directors. It's just crazy. And they took care of me. And listen, the, the band programs that I was in growing up were not the all-star top of the line programs, right? They weren't, you know, at state marching contest, um, didn't always get uh, first divisions when we were adjudicated. You know, the programs could be rough at times, but the directors were always great to me. Like they were wonderful people. And it reminds me now that as important as, you know, uh, adjudication can be and awards and chasing that type of stuff, it can be valuable. It's not really what matters. 
What matters is those people making those connections because those those people changed my life. I really cared about playing the clarinet, like massive nerd, right? You know, I'm going to say that growing up in a little bitty town and thinking the clarinet was the coolest thing in the world did not win me a popularity contest. I hear that. But I have to ask, what was what was the where did that love for the clarinet come from? Well, uh, this is this is a dumb story. So and an unimportant story. But um, literally, I started as a saxophone player, still play saxophone a lot. Saxophone's a great instrument, Mickey, you know that, Um, you know, uh, but I fell in love with the clarinet because I went to my mother's house, parents divorced, didn't have my saxophone because my dad's like, that's a school instrument. You can't take it. She'll run over it with the car. It'll be all over. I'll be paying for it. <laughs> and so I worked at a uh, at, like at a flea market with which, my yeah. which, by the way, that happens. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got a trombone player who <laughs> that's right. I've, I've had a sh- smashed instruments everywhere. Yeah, I have a good friend that's a music repairman and we keep him in business. Uh, but no. Uh, and so I went to a pawn shop with some money to buy a saxophone. I didn't have enough money. So I bought the cheapest instrument I could get that. And I'm like, clarinet, how different could it be? It's really <laughs> different. It's a, it's a completely different instrument. It's, yeah, yeah. For those that may not be music folks, yes. Yeah. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's like whatever you do on saxophone, do the opposite, right? And that's how you play the clarinet. Um, and I went to a music store because they existed back then. Do you remember music stores? Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I'll, Times have changed. I'll, I'll give away my age as being younger. There were CDs there, right? So it wasn't just cassettes. Oh. There were CDs. Um, and I went to get a clarinet CD. Of course, there weren't any clarinet CDs, right? This was the 90s. There were no clarinet CDs (laughs) except for a Benny Goodman CD. So I pull out the Benny Goodman CD. I stick it in. What am I hearing? The music my grandpa used to send me, right? And I'm like, I want to be able to do that. Um, And so I practiced clarinet. I was always listening to big band and swing music and jazz music. And I I got cultured on it, found other clarinets than Benny Goodman to listen to. and, uh, And I fell in love with it. And so my band directors are helping me and... It, this is this is what actually changed things for me. Now, like I said, things got rough at home and the public school teachers, like all of them in my little town, were the best people in the world to me. Like they were just wonderful to me. I like I remember them all now. And we had amazing teachers in early high school. I think about Pam Jenkins, my biology teacher. She showed up one day when we were doing reptiles and her shirt was made out of snakeskins. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, she showed up yeah. another day and brought squid and fried up calamari. Um, for the class, right? Oh, yeah, like yeah. she she went out of her way to make biology engaging, and and I love her to this day, right? Because we're all Facebook friends now. Um, yeah. You know, you're studying literature uh, with Miss Howard, or taking, and oh my gosh, Miss Nance, I don't know how I survived her algebra class. It was at seven a.m., and I was working at nights and showing up and could not stay awake, right? And she did everything she could to make sure that I got out of there <laughs> with with some knowledge, even. Um, but, uh, anyway, they took care of me so much, but I needed to, you, taking private lessons is really important. Like if, if anyone's listening and you're a school administrator and your director comes to you with ideas about how to get t- kids taking private lessons, man, it's valuable. And it's hard to do, especially in rural towns, but we were fortunate. There was this man, his name's Stephen Gocher, amazing woodwind doubler. Amazing. I heard him play. I go, I have to study that. I have to be able to do that. I have to study with him. And my parents said, no, I said, you're not taking lessons. It, it, it costs too much money. We can't drive you there. We can't do it. All right. And I see this. My kids face this all the time. Like private lessons are a hard sell whenever families are fighting for money. Right. Yeah. I showed up at church that night and our choir teacher, Judy Reed, was there. Right. Talk about someone who poured into me I was a band student. You know, every time I see her, she's doing everything she can to promote me, to help me, to give me opportunities musically. Right. Not even one of her students, but she teaches at the school and she sees me there and sees that I care about music. So she's going to do everything she can. That night, she just happened to come to our church. She didn't go there. And she says, hey, that guy that played at the concert with you, Steve Gocher, you need to take lessons from him. Like if your parents have two nickels to rub together, you've got to do that. And I go, I know. But they said no. Um, I even got my grandmother to agree to pay for him, but they just can't get me there. And she says, well, if I say something, do you think that it would matter? Um, and I go, well, it can't hurt. They already said no. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. she had been get any, uh, more no than that's that. right. I, I already lost. So, I, you know, no more losing. But uh, my stepmother had been her choir student like, you know, 15 years earlier. And you know what? 
when you have that place with people, even when they're adults, you've got influence. And she walked over and she said, you've got to let him do this. You've got to figure out how to get him there. This is really, really important. She was right. Like she was right. That led me into college where I went. And listen, this is, this is important. I did not want to be a teacher at all until about halfway through college. I went to college as a music ed major and I go, fine, I'll go and I'll do, I'll sign up for the music ed degree. Cause Steve Gocher, who I was taking lessons with, um, and he, he said, do, do the music ed degree. And <laughs> I spoke to him not too long ago. Um, and I talked to him because we, we stay in contact. We're close by. I bring him in to see my students, things like that. Um, and I talked to him about this Grammy stuff. And he goes, do you remember how many times you told me you weren't going to be a teacher? And I told you to get the music ed degree anyway. Like, and I'm like, yeah, no, we're talking about dozens of conversations where I was going down one path and you were trying to direct me towards this path. And uh, I, you were right. I should have gone into education and I did like you win. I, <laughs> uh, we talk, we talk about it so much, you know, life is about windows and mirrors, mm-hmm. you know, and, and oftentimes we, we want to see out those windows and we think, we think our perspective um, is just that we think it's it, but we realize now more than ever that our perspective is a shared one. Our perspective oftentimes starts with, a level of mirrors, mm-hmm. and a level of windows, and a level of mirrors, and 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 it it there's so many folks who serve as mirrors for us, helping reflect and show us what we can be and who we can be, and it's so interesting that no matter what stage in life you're in, you're never truly comfortable with who you are, and uh, how interesting if we had a time machine and could go back right now that freshman year in college, and tell young Stephen, you know, you will be a music educator. And you'll have great impact and great influence. You'd probably, he'd probably say, no way. But having those folks there that can, that can help us and point us along the way goes a long way too. Did, you know? Do you know why I didn't want to be a teacher? I didn't want to be that? a teacher because the job looked terrible, right? <laughs> like it looked terrible. It looked stressful. I'm like, I did not get along with teenagers as a teenager. I'm like, this is all you do is work with teenagers. Yeah. Like this, this seems terrible. Oh my gosh. You have to go to every single football game. Right. Um, I I thought the job looked terrible and I started taking education classes and I started understanding the value of all those things, the value of teaching teenagers to load up a truck, right. The, the value of getting kids to show up at 7am and work in the cold because you've got a performance coming up, like how much that is valuable for them as they get older. These experiences that we offer in school and education, like they're life altering. And it is hard. Like all the things I thought were hard about it turned out to be true. I just decided it was worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. And how many, how many folks out there that are listening right now, um, you know, you hear people say, find your why. And really it's, it's find the worth find the worth it, you know, and, and, and every day we have that choice. We have that responsibility. We have that opportunity to take reflection, to take stock and to ask ourselves, you know, is this worth it? And more times than not, it is, you know, it's just now more than ever is getting more difficult because there's a lot more noise and it gets harder to hear the sound, so to speak, but the sound, the significance is still there. And I think that that sound, as you so eloquently put, uh, is, resides in that ability to add value, but that ability to add value into somebody's life is a direct result of, of, of being in service, of being in service. And really teaching is a service profession. It, it just is. Um, and when you have that servant leader, that service mindset, it uniquely positions you to add value. And from the value comes the significance. And then you become that squid cooking teacher. Yes. You become that. <laughs> Fry up the calamari. <laughs> those iconic educators who who made it significant because they added a level of value to the experience that went above and beyond so you know listening to you i'm gonna be honest it 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 inspires me in this moment to really dig in deep and ask myself you know am i just am i just going through the motions am i just teaching or am i reaching um and we all we all struggle with that at times i'm no different it's, you know and, and i'm in a season right now where i have to ask myself that we all do i i think that if you're a teacher right now and you haven't experienced a great deal of struggle the last three years like i want to read your book 
right? I'll like, check your pulse. Please. Yeah. Make sure. <laughs> yes. Well, this is, this has been the hardest time ever. And I don't like it because we've been so, we've been so worn out by the last three years. Cause no matter how the pandemic affected you, it hurt no matter how restrictive or how open your school was, no matter what happened, like it hurt. The kids are hurting. The teachers are hurting. Everybody's hurting. And it's like, all of a sudden the politicians have seen this as an opportunity to attack. And, uh, and that's ridiculous, ridiculous. First of all, all the people who say that education, you know, used to be way better. I just think they're wrong. I think education and teachers has just continued to improve, but the lens through which we view them, the lens through which the media does it is awful. The restrictions that people who aren't teachers put on educators is awful, but the craft of teaching has only grown and evolved and changed. And, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed every time I open up my phone, I guess I open my phone, however, I look at my phone, and there's articles that are talking about, you know, teachers doing this and teachers doing that. And I'm like, teachers are like, doing the work, like all over the place. It's miracles. Like if you could get the front page paper to be like, Jimmy met his math goals this week on the front page every single week, yeah. that'd be really great. Because those are miracles, like outright miracles, whenever a teacher reaches a student and brings them forward. I've seen it in my classroom. I've seen it with my children. I see it in the classrooms around me. And listen, we're just a little school in the middle of nowhere. So there's miracles here. I think there's miracles everywhere. And I just, I'm, I'm tired of everybody trying to beat up on teachers or beat up on education and talk about test scores and stuff. Like, forget it. You know, um, we, we're having that in Texas right now, right? Uh, there's um, a, a gubernatorial competition. And um, they just recently, the governor launched this uh, initiative to have uh, teachers take, like they, he got a crew of people together. They're going to figure out why teachers are leaving and retiring. And I'm like, have you just asked somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Like just ask <laughs> like, somebody. Just ask somebody. Need a committee. That's right. You just need communication. <laughs> we, we need to give teachers room to breathe and we need to give students opportunities to learn. And we need to stop trying to shove them all into a box and make them, you know, write a bunch of tests and read a bunch of books. We just need to keep teaching them. It's so, it's so interesting. It's so interesting that, that the way to effectively engage learners is to engage learners. <laughs> it's so interesting. And yet, yet, yet at the same time, we find it difficult to engage our, our teachers and retain our teachers when the answer is just engage them, engage them. And, you know, conversations like this go a long way in, in, in helping us uh, remind ourselves of the value that we hold. Uh, and that on some level, unfortunately, it's our responsibility to hold others accountable and let them see that, that we are here and that we matter. And at the end of the day, those lessons in the classroom mirror the lessons in life. Everybody just wants to know that they're loved, valued, and wanted. And whether it's on Capitol Hill or whether it's in the classroom or whether it's in that practice room, uh, every opportunity is just that, an opportunity to engage, an opportunity to educate, and hopefully elevate every learner to excellence. And as we, as we listen today, and I told you guys, y'all are in for it. I mean, as you, as you listen to my man, you can, you can hear the passion. You hear it. You, hear, you see the stories. You, you hear those different things. Uh, but it all comes back to connection. It all comes back to relationship. It all comes back to, as you put it, that impact, that influence. I love that. You said it so many times, the influence, the influence of a teacher, the influence of a community, the influence of a kind word that was spoken, the influence of an individual said, let me, let me speak to your parents, the influence of even those that uh, were not connected to you, but maybe in passing, or maybe they taught a parent, or even the influence of the mixtape from grandpa who made a connection when you went to the CD store, everything is about connection. And that's the beauty of band. I tell the students, you can't even have the word band without the word, what, and. It's gotta be connected. And, and, and we're so just honored, you know, and I say this because as time goes, Stephen, as time goes on, you will become more comfortable uh, with, with the, the responsibility you've been given. And I say a responsibility because this honor could have been bestowed on anyone, but it wasn't. It was bestowed upon you. And upon hearing you today and hearing the passion, you understand now more than ever, it's kind of like Excalibur. The sword had to be in the right person's hands. And, and I know now more than ever that someone with your history, someone with your perspective 
is going to do this award the justice, uh, the honor that that it's due. And uh, we commend you. We applaud you. But we're not through with you because anybody that's listened to this podcast enough understands there's more to the story. So we've got this thing called the sound check, but I'm switching it up. See, Stephen, you know, like folks that are listening, like, wait a minute, you always do the sound check. We're going to do something different because today, today, listening to you, you shared your journey. And uh, we're going to take a little sound journey in just a second. So are you up for the challenge? We're going to put you on the hot seat. We're going to put you on the hot seat. You ready for it? No, no. See, I've been listening. I prepped. I wrote down what the sound check was. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm off kilter now, Mickey. Um, we got him on the ropes. All right. Ropes. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Do, do, do the, he do the, okay. do the orchestra sound check thing and we'll, <laughs> we'll do whatever you got planned. We'll do the sound check with a twist. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Like for the last, last 10 minutes, I was like, I'm gonna throw him a curveball. This is, this is fantastic. This is unrehearsed. Ladies and gentlemen, on the other side of this sound check, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. And we are back. We are back. Hey, hey, for those longtime listeners, you already know it's time for the sound check. But we're doing this one with a twist. We're doing this with a twist. I mean, I, I just have to. When you wit, when you wit the long-term folks, look, and I say long-term, you know, Stephen, we've we've been knowing each other for quite some time. Uh, you know, we've been a part of the Sound 180 Educators Facebook group for years. And uh, honestly, my first, I guess my first outing post Grammy was at TMEA. It was the 100th anniversary of TMEA. And, and I'm going up the escalator or going up the stairs. I can't remember, but I was going upward. And I remember running into this guy and I'm like, he looks so familiar. And he was like, it's Stephen Cox. And we just chatted it up and I guess really that's, am I yeah, right? Yeah, like, well, I, we met, so right? the, this, this was my third year to be a finalist and three years ago is when you won, right? So um, I, I was a finalist yeah. for this thing and was freaking out about that. And I Facebook stalked you and we found your, we found your video, your submission video. And my wife goes, look, I love you, but he's going to win. <laughs> oh no. Well, if it's any consolation, my wife said something similar about somebody yeah, else but years back. So they, they do, the they know, do, the they do. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> but I started following your videos and stuff after going through that that journey and process. Um, and you you make a lot of videos, Mickey. You you do a lot of stuff, and you you have what I call Mickeyisms. And so I I reached out to you because we did a year ago and we started back up uh, the band director breakfast show. That's a thing I do with a YouTube series with, with yeah, my buddy man. Jet, who I work with. And we ask you for Mickeyisms. And you... What's up, Jet? Shout out yeah. to Jet. I know um, and we, uh, <laughs> anyway, we had you to come and, and do little pep talks as a part of that show. Like we, you, had, you sent us clips and that was really nice. Um, but yeah, you, you say catchy phrases that sneak their way into my rehearsals. Um, the worst one is also the best one. And that's success doesn't happen by happenstance. It happens by habit stacks. I know you've put that here. I heard that. I go, it's so cheesy and it's been stuck in my head. It is. Well, it, it pops you. in and, and, and that little, that little turn of phrase makes everybody, it, it gets stuck in your head. And if that can, if it gets stuck in my students' heads <laughs> and they can focus on the little bitty things done right every single day, that is how you experience, you know, any level of success or aptitude or, or growth is you do the little things right every day. It's not the big things. It's all the little things. Yeah. Sweat the small stuff. <laughs> small stuff. And that's, that's what it's all about. Creating those sound bites that, that people can run with. And uh, the sound check is definitely one of those little things that, that, makes a big difference in the course of your day. And, and for me personally, I, I like to start my day each and every day with those little bite-sized, you know, tweetable, Snapchatable things that I can carry with me in my back pocket, so to speak. So I appreciate, I, you have no idea how much I appreciate hearing, um, you know, firsthand that, that that is making an impact. And, and for our listeners out there, you know, I, I hope that the little nuggets that we're sharing on this podcast uh, benefits you and blesses you as well, because that's really what it's all about. You know, we're blessed to be a blessing. So um, if we can, I'd like to do this sound check. Now the sound, when folks talk about it, um, it's not the audible, it's the internal. 
And in this case, it's actually an acronym as well. So when we talk about sound, S-O-U-N-D, every letter is what I like to consider an actionable phrase. It's a challenge. It's a mandate. It's, a, it's, it's, that, it's that thing that you can run with and put yourself in a position to not be at the whim as so much as, as, be, as be the winner. Be the individual that sets the climate, that, that sets the temperature. Not be the, the, the thermometer, but be the thermostat to be a climate changer, right? Climate change is real each and every day for me because when I go into a situation, I try to dictate that climate. So, so, so Stephen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you today uh, with some phrases, and I want to know when I say these phrases, what say you? When I share these phrases with you, what does it mean to you? So the first one, first one is S, see yourself beyond yourself. When I talk about what it means to see yourself beyond yourself, what does that phrase mean? Uh, for me, it's got to mean community. I don't think I can come up with another answer for that. We're all interconnected. There's this exercise that I read about on a website where you pick up an object and you show it to your children, like, you know, my, my kids at home. And I go, this pen, who made the pen? And they tell you, you know, I, I don't know. I go, well, it was probably made in a factory, right? So there was somebody who had to touch this and we're connected to them because this pen is now in our living room, right? And you go, well, what about the stuff the pen's made out of? Well, someone had to take that out of the ground. Like we're connected at all these different points to pretty much everybody. And that means everything we do has an impact on other people. And so I, I, when I talk to my students about that, I go, that's character. If you affect other people in a good way, it's good character. And if you affect people in a bad way, it's bad character. But you can't help that we're connected and that everything you do affects people. Wow. Oh, my God. Drop the, look, drop the mic, drop the pen. That's what I'm talking about. That's good. That's good. We're all connected. And, and I say that because, you know, even right now, as I'm, as I'm speaking with you, I'm looking across my desk and I'm just looking at all the items I possess. And, and how, many, how many times do we stop to think about who made this possible? Uh, when you do that, it puts you at a level of awareness that puts you at a point of gratitude, that puts you at a point of appreciation. And you can't help but be a little bit more grateful for the day that you have, even if it's not the best day you've ever had. So I, that, that's, that's good, man. That's good. So, all right, we batting a thousand. Okay, we one for one. Got the S down. The next letter is O. O stands for operate in optimism and excellence. We try to do this daily, operating in optimism and excellence. Share with us what that phrase means. For me, I think that um, I, optimism is something that I'm good at. Um, to a fault sometimes, because I'm, I'm like, you know what, this is going to work out. And I try to make everything work out. And, and sometimes I can overdo it. But I, I think that optimism gives you the opportunity to try things you wouldn't have tried, right? Um, and then excellence is that yeah. overall, you're making forward progress. So that, that's, that's how I feel about it. like, like I said, we're not going backwards. We're not staying the same. We're making forward progress. Forward progress is excellent. Sometimes it's not as fast as I want. But if today we can be a little better than we were yesterday, I think that's excellence. Wow, I love that, that, that mental picture, that visual you created of progress, you know, in order to progress. You know, we think about music, chord progressions. It's going somewhere. It's taking us somewhere. But it can't take us anywhere stagnant, still, or regressing. It has to take us over, and it has to take us forward. And the only things that help us progress is being proactive and being positive. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, good, good, good. So you've given us the mental picture. I love it. I love it. And look, one, one good thing, one thing you can tell about a great teacher too, is their ability to shape concepts and ideas through multiple means of understanding, you know, the audible, the visual. I love, I love the analogies that you're giving too. And for our folks that are listening out there, if you want to make uh, measurable connections with students, you know, Stephen's given a clinic right now. On, on how to share a concept and an idea and then connect it to something that we all understand, something that matters to all of us. So that's, this, is, this is great. <laughs> Class, master classes in session right now. So we got the S, we got the O. The U stands for utilize all available resources. So utilizing all available resources is something that's extremely important in this season, I believe, for folks. So um, no pressure, but if you could expound on what that means to you. Utilize yeah. all available resources. Ask. 
Like ask, ask for the things that you need, ask for the help, um, ask people to do stuff you think they won't do, but they're already not doing it. Again, same thing I told Judy Reed. I'm they already said no, so you can't make it any worse. Like, like ask. Um, I forget that there is a solution for every single problem I have somewhere within my immediate community, probably. Uh, and, and, you know, all, all of those, all of those connections somewhere, someone has a solution for a problem that I don't. Um, and yeah, ask, like ask also, I think for teachers, let the students do as much as they possibly can, like put the students to work, have them set up the chairs and stands, have them take out the trash, have them do things. Cause it's good for them to do things. That's how they learn how to do things. And they're capable of almost anything. So ask. You know, the, the most significant things are often the simplistic things. And that that is in where the solution resides. And uh, just hearing you, <laughs> hearing you respond to utilize all available resources with one powerful word, ask. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, man, I'm kind of shook right now because a lot of times I don't like to ask. And, and really, you know, I, I, as you said that, it made me think, like, how many opportunities were missed, wasted, underutilized simply because I well well and and ask. but the the deal is we ask we think we're taking but when people help they're 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 giving and when you give you get you know what i mean right like if someone asked me for help and i can help them i walk away feeling really good like they blessed me by asking me but we're afraid to ask because we're afraid that uh, rejection maybe i don't know what we're afraid of but whatever it is usually asking people blesses them and that's kind of cool Give, give others the opportunity to pour into you. It's an opportunity. It's a blessing. It's a gift. That's good. All right. So we got the S, we got the O, we got the U. Now the N. The N. And it's not the N I used to get in school for conduct. Okay. It's, 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 it's not, not satisfactory. This is, a, this is a different bad boy. The N stands for nourish relationships. Nourishing relationships. This about. is hard, right? We're all very, very busy. And for me, I do the best when I can actually slow down and stop and be there in the moment. And it's hard. My wife got onto me this week. She was telling me a story and I looked down at my phone and I felt so bad afterwards because she goes, you're not listening. And I couldn't, I, I was not in a good place to fake listening. I, <laughs> it didn't happen. And so I'm trying very hard to take time every day and it doesn't have to be a long time, but to actually give people those moments. Um, and I, I think that that's the answer. I can't tell you I'm good at it, but I think the answer is to stop and be present and put away all other things. And that is the only, I mean, that's the only thing we can really give people, right. Is our time. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, and you, you, you've so eloquently articulated that and shared that so passionately and transparently, um, you know, even earlier in the interview, you know, as we were talking, you, you talked about those individuals that were present, that were there and their presence was the present. It was the gift. It was the thing that lasted, you know, the test of time. It is the thing that, you know, now that X number of years have gone by and clarity has been gained in some areas, you look back and you go, wow. It was their presence that made all the difference for me. It was their presence that allowed me to D, next note, next, uh, I said next note, yeah, because I'm a music person, next letter, <laughs> D, don't stop, keep on going. And I think it's so important that each and every day we, we go back and we reassess our S, our O, our U, our N, and our D so that we are sound, why? So that we can be the sound to bring change to someone's world. But that sound, in my opinion, just like with music, and you know about beginning band, we teach the sounds. And I got some kids that I'm teaching right now, they're super overachievers, they're very intelligent, and they don't understand Miyagi. You know, he had to wax on, wax off, you know, with Danielson and the fundamentals that, like, let's just play the song, but, but you've got to get the sound developed, the tone builders, the sound developed before you can do the song. But once we have our sound, I want to challenge you with this next part. You're the first person. I've been waiting. I've been sitting on this bad boy for a minute. You're the first person to ever elevate level two of the sound check to the legacy song. See, one day we're all going to leave this thing called life. And, and, and having laid to rest a few folks 
you realize that that eulogy can be a really powerful thing. Uh, that obituary can be a powerful thing because it has the capacity to, to capsulate what that person's existence meant for the sum of the people that are in that room or in that building. And when you think about that, everything you do really matters. It changes how you do everything. And when you understand that the lyric of life is the way you live the life, it changes everything. So now that we have our sound, I want to challenge you on the spot to create what I call a legacy song. And the legacy song comes down to three letters, Steve. Three letters. You up for the challenge? I got it. There's the 23 letters I don't have to worry about. Okay. <laughs> I love it. See, there's the optimism. There's the positivity. So three letters, X, Y, Z. Taking that perspective that you just shared, that, 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 that sound advice you just gave all of us, I want you to consider three letters. X, I like to say marks the spot. If you can think of two lines that intersect one another. At the intersection of those two lines, yes, it looks like an X, but it's also the intersection of what I call your gift and your passion. And at the intersection of gift and passion, you find this thing called sound. What is our sound? It's the significance. It's the unique personal significance because everybody's passion and everybody's gift is singular. So when you put them together, it's like the Skittles. How many combinations can we have? Like taste the rainbow, like nobody's the same. It's almost as unique as, as your thumbprint or, or your iris, right? So, so if you could share with us, what, are you, what, what is your passion point? And what do you feel you are gifted at? As a teacher, what do you bring to the classroom as far as passion and gift is concerned? So, I mean, I, obviously, I have a passion for music. It's been the through line of my life is that everything has always come back to that. And looking at going to college, what am I going to do? Well, it has to be music, <laughs> right? It has to be there. Um, and then um, I think that the, the opportunity to just help people be better than me, to, to get to where I was later earlier in their lives, to help grow people. Like that's, that's the calling, that's the mission. Um, and that's, that's why I'm in education is what's the cross section of music and growing people. Well, it's teaching people music using the, the student teaching. They said the problem people get into is they use the children to make music instead of using music to make the children. And that's stuck in my head. Yeah. Can you say that again for the folks on the, on the back? The, the biggest sin in music education is using the students to make music instead of using music to make the children, right? To make the students, to grow them. Mm. And, and that's it. We have a medium. The lesson is, is what you said. The lesson is belonging and, you know, showing kids what their possibilities are. Um, the medium is music. It's not the, the music's not the curriculum. The curriculum is the kid. And then the music is the medium. That's good. So look, listeners out there, we're challenging you right now. We talked about, we talked about the gift. We talked about the passion and, 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 and Stephen talked about his, his affinity for music, his love for it, his ability to do that, you know, very gifted in that area. And, and then being passionate as well too, helping people, helping people in this season. I like how you said growing people. I love that. Helping them grow into, into who they can be. That's what the great teachers do. Um, so it's no coincidence that, that you said that. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely no coincidence. So we have the X. The Y is just that. Who is your Y? What, who are you doing? Who do you serve? Who are you doing all this for? The late hours, the early mornings, you know, the, the thankless task. Who is, who's your, who's your, your mental Y? So for me, it's, it's double-edged, right? Um, I am doing this for the students and I'm doing it for the community and I'm doing it for myself. Like, I feel like I have to do this. Like, like I do, I can't pretend like I'm completely sacrificing because I like my job. I like seeing the results. It, it gives me uh, a reason to get up. I, listen, I'm so blessed. I get up every morning ready to go to my job. I can't wait to work on the next piece of music. I hope at least some of the students feel the same way because uh, it's, you know, that's it. So it is for the students. And because it is for the students, it's also for me. And 
Um, you know, and if I'm living my best life, hopefully that's good for my family too. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't think I can, I can't disentangle the two. I can't disentangle, you know, how much teaching gives me value in my life from how much value I hope I'm providing to the students. That's good. You know, it's a lot like that pen that you spoke about earlier. You know, we may see one thing, but we don't understand oftentimes how it's connected to others. So, you know, the pen is the students, but when we really are focused on it, we realize that, wow, me helping the students has these unexpected outcomes and these beautiful, beautiful, abundant blessings and, and, and benefits uh, that are too numerous. It's almost like a ripple effect on a, on a, on a, on a, on a body of water. So that's, that's good. So, that, so we talked about the why, the why, you know, you're doing it for the students and by virtue of that, you're helping out everybody, community, self, family, um, generationally. I mean, like one day someone will have a conversation about this guy named Mr. Cox that taught their parents and made a difference. And that's the cool thing about, you know, we really can't, we really can't measure the impact that we make. That's why it's so important that we keep on going because, um, you know, the, the story is yet to be told fully. So we talked about the X, we talked about the Y. Now the Z, you got to be a little imaginative on this one. Okay. If I were to tell you that none of your endeavors could fail, ultimately, that, that whatever you set your heart and your mind to whatever you were passionate about, whatever you were gifted about whoever, whoever you were serving, if you did it well, and you did it with, 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 with due justice and diligence, that it would ultimately lead to anything and everything that you want to see done. What would that destination slash destiny look like? What would be the end result from all this work? What do you want? What do you want the end result to be of the work of Stephen Cox? Well, twofold, twofold. Like here in town, I really want to continue to grow the influence of fine arts within our community. Right. And not just not just music, but I think that fine arts is culture and giving that as much of a spotlight and giving as much of my effort to the people that are closest to me, literally closest to me, I is is my big personal vision. Like that's that's what I want. Um, and the that's that's what we try to do. I think larger scale, um, I think education. I think teachers are better than ever. I think the system is the same as ever. And right now we're at odds with the fact that teachers keep on growing and the system is resistant to any type of change. And I just think we can do better. I think we can recenter our curriculum on those needs that you're talking about every time you talk about students, that the curriculum becomes the student well-being and math and science and music and reading all become the medium and not the end goal. Okay. I think there's so many ways we can do that. We're seeing technological advances that are insane. Like we're in a decade from now, we're all going to have holograms in the classroom, right? Like the world is going to change like crazy. And I think teachers can do it. I think we can make the shift and we can make the change, but the system has to allow us the place to do that. So I want to help see that through. I got a few more good years in me. I want to help yeah, that's that's it. I, I I don't know. I want to be part of this train that makes this next generation better than us and then better th than them, because that's how humanity progresses. If we don't do that, we just all turn back into cavemen after a couple thousand years. Right. Like we have to get better. So, yeah. <laughs> don't let the pendulum roll back. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. And, and you also heard, if you hadn't noticed, a powerful blueprint that we all can follow to recenter ourselves, whether it's being sound in those key points, those sound principles that Stephen shared, or even the XYZ framework that we just talked about. You know, Stephen, as I'm, as I'm listening to you, I see that you are now more than ever an individual who's not just passionate about music, but helping people become better by growing people. And you do that starting with your students and the ripple effects go on to your community, and to the generations and to your family. And you do that with the ultimate goal of, of, of making sure that we recenter curriculum that puts our students and our teachers first. And it does it through the arts in a powerful way that grows it, not just from a community standpoint, but even nationally, globally, making music, making fine arts, 
not just a secondary curriculum, I always call it the encore, not just the core, but the encore. And that is something that even though you shared it spontaneously, we see it. If you watch, if anybody watches your videos or watches, you know, you teach in action, we can see that. We can see that firsthand. So thank you for, for being you. Thank you for sharing because sometimes sharing is a difficult thing, but watch this. We're all benefited by the generosity that we show in this thing called life. So I appreciate you. I, I, uh, so much so that I, I think, I think it's, it's fitting that we take time to share how we can stay in touch with you, man, because this is, this has been a fantastic time together. I told you when we started audience, I told you listeners that you were going to be benefited today. And uh, if you didn't leave today without a few nuggets, with a few gems, uh, I don't know what to tell you because my man was just, look, I say gems, we dropping bombs, so to speak. I mean, he was just giving, giving really, really great content today. And I know there's folks out there that would love to find out more about you. That would be interesting, maybe having you as a clinician, uh, maybe for their honors group, any individuals that may even want to reach out to you for an interview or, or just follow you on this beautiful, beautiful journey. And I say it again, congratulations on, on the Grammy. And, and I appreciate just having this opportunity to engage you early on, you know, one of the first. So I, I appreciate this. Um, and I know our audience ha appreciates getting to get a, a little behind the scenes uh, soundbite, so to speak, of the individual. So share with us a little bit of how we can stay connected with you. What are those platforms or mediums? that? We All right. So I have a website and it is stephentcox.com. I'm, I'm adopting my middle initial professionally because my name, Stephen Cox, lots of other people have that. And there's this guy that has Stephen Cox music. You can visit that website. It's not mine. He plays the ukulele and we look like we could be related, but he's not me. He's another Stephen Cox. And Get so I'm here. Stephen okay. T. Cox. Now my name is spelled with a PH, but I registered both domain names. So you can spell my name with a V. It'll still take you to the right place. Yeah, I know. Look at you. Come on. Hey, I told you my man. That's right. My man so Stephen T. Cox, you know, all one word, no population.com. And then that'll, that'll get you to my website and there's social media and stuff there. I'm bad at it. I'm trying really hard. Now we have our YouTube series. I mentioned the band director breakfast show. This is Jet yeah. and I like trying to have fun. Like it's supposed to just be a bucket of sunshine. You come there for some laughs and some teaching tips and some fun guests. And we started doing it and we were doing one episode a week and I was spending five hours editing because it's highly produced and I, I couldn't do it halfway. It's really but nice, we've switched man. to doing yeah. one a month. And so we've just had one come out at the end of uh, just recently. Um, and then there will be about one main video a month, some other things. I, it, it's, uh, it's something I'm working on, but I think you'll have fun. There's, there's enough to go see there. You'll, you'll, be, awesome. you'll, you'll have had enough of me. I, I highly endorse it, guys. I highly recommend it. It's a great start to your day. And it's fun. It's fun. You drop, you guys are, are just sharing, uh, you know, great content, practical things you can use, but you do it with everyday, everyday scenarios. And it's, it's just, it's, it's really, it's really, really clever, really witty and, uh, and, and just highly, highly produced too. I think, I think it's first class. Well, you gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. Uh, like if you're not having fun, you're doing you it wrong. Got to. Come on, come on. Hey, hey, i tell you this. I definitely had a good time today. This was fun. And uh, for, on behalf of the listeners uh, and myself, I just want to say thank you. Thank you with your busy schedule. Thank you for carving out some time and uh, just making time for our See the Sound community and for my folks out there today. Um, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thank you for, for sharing your commutes with us or your sit at homes on your back porch or wherever you may be and however you may be. I'm so glad that we are together and know this. We continue to be together because life is truly better when we band together. And uh, as we continue down this, this journey and this road, I want you to continue to share this podcast with others. Let them know. See the Sound Podcast available. iTunes, Spotify, all of the platforms. And if nowhere else, check it out on MickeySmithJr.com. And in the meantime, guys, remember, if nothing else, things are tough, but so are you. I've never seen a storm that was so big that if you didn't just keep on going, you wouldn't come out on the other side. So remember that when you're going through this thing called life, that life itself is just a class. And the world we live in is our classroom. So do me a favor. Make your classroom sound. Make your teaching epic. 
and I promise you, your legacy will be significant. Until next time, keep on going, and let us be the sound to change the world. And let us be the sound to change the world. Let us be the sound to change the world. Let us be the sound to change the world. Oh, let us be. Oh, let us be. Can you hear the sound, the heartbeat of that motherless child? As we search for love, we all need warmth of a smile. There's a sound that is so sweet when we hear, child, you belong.